Hello, and welcome to our podcast here at Discovery Point Church. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message inspires you and is the beginning of a life-changing relationship with Jesus. As has been mentioned, and if you've been hanging around for the last few weeks and are following online, we've been in a conversation on the exchange life, and we've been in the book of Romans, and, and tonight that's what um, I get to talk about. And, and I get to talk to you about the beautiful mystery that is our union with Christ. And it's such a beautiful mystery. And I feel like I should say this from the go. I believe that for those of us who are in Christ Jesus, I believe we are united with Christ. I believe that is a biblical truth. It's our spiritual reality, but it is a mystery. And I just felt like I say the word mystery and I should explain that I do believe in it. Because when I hear mystery, I think of like Scooby-Doo and like some fake monster stuff, right? So like I just wanted to clarify uh, that I believe in our union with Christ. But it is a mystery. It's something that we, if we are honest, don't fully understand and something that we, we can't fully explain. Which in my opinion is really cool. Because there are truths that I know about God that I don't understand. And that just tells me that my God is so big and so amazing and so incredible that although I don't understand, I can still believe. And it just lets me know that he is unfathomable and just incredible and amazing. And so I, I think, that's, think that's important to note. And, and, it, and it's a beautiful mystery, and, and we can't explain it. We don't understand it. So that means it requires faith, right? And, and not a blind faith, like we're just choosing to believe it just because, but a true faith in, in the Bible, that the words in there are truth. A, a faith in God, who he is, who, who he claims to be, who, who Jesus is. A, a faith that Jesus did what he did for us. So it's, it, it's not a blind faith. It's, it's one of those things that I know who God is, and I know who Jesus is, and I know what he did. So our union with Christ only makes sense to me. You know what I'm saying? And I don't understand it but that's okay with me, and I hope that's okay with you, because this thing is, it's a mystery, but it's a beautiful mystery. Our union with Christ is the most beautiful, wonderful, joyous, most precious thing in the world, and tonight, I want to spend some time exploring that with you, so if you have your Bibles, turn with me uh, to Romans chapter 6. We're going to read verse 5 through 14, and I stole a few verses from Pastor Rod last week. I hope that's cool. Um, But this is Romans chapter 6, verse 5. Paul is who wrote this, and in verse 5, he says, Since we have been united with him in his death, he's talking about Christ, we will also be raised to life as he was. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with him. We are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. When he died, he died once to break the power of sin. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ. Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, I'm really glad that instead is there. Instead, give yourselves completely 
to God. For you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. That is so good. Romans is like, I think that's my favorite chapter in the Bible. The message tonight is titled, Now and Forever. Now and Forever. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your love, and I thank you for your grace. I thank you for today. God, you woke us up. You gave us life. You gave us air. gave us another day to walk with you, to bring you glory by the way we live our lives. God, you, you gave us a day. Thank you so much for waking us up. God, I pray for every person in this room. God, that you would use this message to draw them closer to yourself. That, Father, by your spirit, I ask that you would awaken our minds and our hearts to receive what you have for us. God, I pray for anybody in this room who's going through it, who's stressed and worried and anxious, depressed. And, Father, I just ask that you lift those things from them. Give them a moment. Give them a break, Father, to hear from you. God, I, I just I pray for myself as I know I cannot do this without you, and so I'm not going to try. But, Father, I surrender all of this to you. May every word that I say be a word from you because you know what we need to hear and you know what will move our hearts, Father. So this time is yours. I am yours. I will abide in you. And God, I also pray for the Phoenix Suns. And in a few days, they get to close out the Nuggets and get healthy for the Western Conference Finals. And we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. So let's start by breaking down what Paul is talking about here. Paul is saying that for those of us who are in Christ Jesus, for, for those of us who have accepted Jesus as our Lord and our Savior, for those of us who have taken a hold of this free gift of grace, death and sin no longer have any power over us. Right. Pastor Rod, he talked about this last week. Because of what Jesus did, he, he conquered sin and he conquered death. Right. And in doing so, the hold that sin and death had on our lives, he freed us from that. Amen. You and I, because we are united with Christ, are now dead to sin. Right. Yo, that's wonderful. <laughs> like that, that's amazing. But it, it gets better. As much as we were united with Christ in his death, we are united with him in his resurrection, Amen. which means that you and I have new life. Right. And this life that we've received in Christ is, is not to be spent on ourselves. It's not to be lived for our own selfish desires or our selfish ambitions. It's not meant to, to serve sin. But instead, this new life is meant to glorify God with everything we do, with all that we are. What Jesus did for us is he enabled us to live the life we were created to. He has now allowed us to fulfill our created purpose, which is to glorify God. What Paul is essentially saying, if we can just box all this up, is that because we are united with Christ, because of our union with Christ, we are united with him in his death, burial, and resurrection, you and I have been made new. We have a new life in Christ. And in, in verse 11, Paul says to, to count on it, that you were dead to sin. Another translation says you should consider 
yourselves dead to sin. Another translation said you should reckon yourself dead to sin. Shout out to my family in Mississippi, <laughs> right? G and Harvey, I love you. We should reckon ourselves dead to sin. We should believe that we are dead to sin and made alive to God. And you see, Paul is telling us, hey, you're no longer the person you used to be. The person you used to be, the things you used to do, the life you used to have is dead and it's gone. He says later on in the New Testament that for those of us who are in Christ Jesus, we have been made into a new creation. Man, that is wonderful. Have you ever heard something so beautiful and so wonderful? That we are made new, that we are a new creation because of what Jesus did for us, because of his love, because of his grace. It's incredible. But if you're anything like me, and I'm sorry I had to throw the, the butt in there. I didn't want to rain on our parade. But if you're anything like me, you struggle with this a little bit. Because although I believe with everything in me that I am a new creation, that I am united with Christ, there's a lot of days where I really don't feel that new. And there's a lot of days that seem to be filled with more old stuff than more new stuff. And, and although I believe that, it's almost as if I can't wrap my head around what it actually means. And I stand up here tonight not as somebody who has it all figured out or knows everything, but I would like to present to you an observation that I have as to why I think we struggle with this. It's because I think we read that we're a new creation, that we're united with Christ, and, and that we're made new, and we, we have this, this new life. But it's as if we don't know how to live it yet. You know what I'm saying? It's as if we, we have this new life, and as we've stepped into it, we've brought with it all of our old habits and all of our old ways of doing things. It's, it's, it's like we're trying to, to be this new person and this new creation. It's like we take that and then we put it in the old life, a life that it's died to, a life that it was never meant for, a life that it will never fit in. And, and, and we struggle with that. And, and, and man, struggling with the new and the old and trying to do it is like exhausting, right? Like sometimes you're like, being a Christian is hard. <laughs> you feel me? Like, sometimes that's just what it feels like. And, and it's like the harder we try, the, the harder it gets, and, and the more confused we get. And, 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 it's, and it's, like, it's like this whole thing snowballs into us not understanding what it means to be a new creation. And because we don't understand it, we, we try to fit it into something that we can understand. And, and we start to take Jesus' words that we're a new creation. Maybe we're not a new creation per se. Maybe Jesus kind of just picked this up and wiped the dirt off our face and, and dusted of, dust us off and, and called it good and said, all right, go on your way. And, and that, that leads us to think that what Jesus did on the cross, our, our union with him, that leads us to think that it was about improving something that was already there. But what Jesus did for us wasn't about improvement. It was about transformation. Can I give you what is admittedly an absolutely ridiculous analogy for this. And like, I'll admit this up front, but just hang with me for a minute. Cause I, I think this story really kind of shows what this is like. Um, a few weeks ago, I got to officiate a wedding for one of my best friends. Uh, his name is Matt and his wife Marissa. And, and they got married at a venue out in Apache Junction. And my wife and I, we live in the promised land. We live in Surprise. Um, so to drive from Surprise to the venue took about an hour and a half. 
So we came up with the idea that instead of getting ready at our house and then driving an hour and a half and getting out all wrinkly and, and, and whatnot, we were going to leave early, get to the venue, get dressed there, right? So we're looking all fresh and clean and, and then go from there. And so that's what we did. We packed up the car, drove out to Apache Junction. The wedding was at 5. We got there a little bit before 4-ish because um, I, was, I was ready. I was on time. Um, so... So I got there, and, and we get out, stretch our legs, unpack the car, put our stuff away. And then I went out and, and spoke to some people, and I got with the wedding coordinator and the DJ to make sure I had everything I needed. We were on the same page, all that stuff. And probably at about 4.20, they said, hey, go get dressed, because we got to get you mic'd up. I wore, like, four microphones for this thing. It was wild. Um, but, but I went, and, and I got dressed. And so I get to the groomsman suite, put my suit on. I'm not going to lie. I was looking pretty good. Um, <laughs> So I get ready, and, 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 and I get ready to leave to go get mic'd up. Uh, but before I do, I, I bent down to get my Bible, of all things. Um, and as I bent down and picked up my Bible, I heard what kind of sounded like a tire popping. Um, and as I heard the tire pop, I noticed that my pants were a little bit looser than they were <laughs> when I began to get the Bible. And so I thought to myself, oh, no. And so I went to the mirror, and I looked back, and to say that I ripped my pants would be a complete understatement, because the back of my suit pants were, like, busted open. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. At this point, it was, like, 30 minutes to the ceremony. I was about to have to walk down the aisle with my boy. We had a handshake plan. Like, this was a bad situation. So I called Clara Grace, and I told her what happened, and, and, and I peeked my head out the little groomsman suite, and, and a lady who was working the wedding happened to walk by, and... I said, ma'am, I need some help, <laughs> and, and told her what happened, and, and she very calmly was like, oh, okay, I'll go see if anybody has a sewing kit. Man, wedding planners, they're a different breed of people. Like, they can handle anything, um, and so she, she went and did her thing. I, I put some of my other clothes back on, and, and this lady came, and she had a little box, and I, I gave her my pants, and she said, I don't have a, a sewing machine, but I have the old school thread and needle, um, and so I can fix your pants for you. And I was, like, so thankful because I literally had no idea what to do. I mean, my pants were completely ripped. Um, so I gave her that. I went and got mic'd up. I came back, and God bless this woman because she did the best she could with what she had. <laughs> but I'm very thankful that my jacket covered up most of what had happened because you could see the string all throughout it. There were some gaps, a giant hole in the top. Like, it was – if she wouldn't have done that, I don't know what I, I would have done. But, but anyway, as it worked out, my pants stayed on. We did the ceremony, and, and it was great. And it was great. But I will say, for the rest of the evening, I was terrified of what was going to happen. Like, I was so cautious. Like, I, I didn't want to take a step too far. I, was, I didn't want to bend down, because I knew if I did, they were coming open again. And this really affected me on the dance floor. I had to live at that Will Smith. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I had to stay right here, because <laughs> if I would have stepped out, it would have been all bad. Um, but I did make it through the end of the night, and then as we were leaving, I bent down to get something, and they ripped open again. So if anybody has a tailor, holler at me, because I still have some ripped pants. <laughs> um, but like I said, that was kind of a ridiculous story and example, but I want to tie this into what we were talking about. Do you see the difference between taking something that is flawed and improving on it, and then taking something and making it completely brand new? Because you see, 
the improved life, if you will, was me at the wedding with the string and the hole in my pants, afraid to step out, afraid to, to really get out there and, and live because I was afraid of what was going to happen. And you see, the improved life, it's full of limitations. It's full of restrictions. It's full of, of fear and worry and anxiety. It's full of, have I improved enough? Am I, am I good enough? Maybe I need to take some time and, and improve some more. Maybe there's more I can gain, more I can get. And then once I have it, then I can start living for Jesus. Then I can start really showing and telling people about God. But we know how that goes, right? Enough is never enough. And, 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 and it's always wanting more. It's always trying to gain more. But you see, the exchange life, the transformed life is not like that. Because in that life, there is no need to fear. There is no need to worry. There is no need for anxiety because we are united with Christ. Because we have given up our old self and we have received something that's brand new. You see, in, in, in the exchanged life, in the transformed life, there is nothing else to gain. We have Christ. He's all we've ever needed. In the exchanged life, it's it's not about gaining because there's nothing else to gain. But please hear me that there's everything to discover in the wonderful, beautiful, incredible, incalculable richness of our union with Christ. My friends, we were not made for the improved life. The improved life, you got to wake up every day and wonder if you're good enough. And if you don't think you are, you got to go to try and get it. You, you, you got to try to do more, work harder, so you get the end of the day, you can be like, okay, I made it, I'm improved. But you see, the exchange life and the transformed life, you wake up every day and you're already loved. You're already worthy. You're already seen, you're already known. There is nothing else for you to gain that day. So instead of living it for yourself, you can live it for God. Because you're no longer focused on yourself, you're focused on him. You're walking with him and allowing him to lead you through the day into experiences you never thought you'd stepped into. That's right. That's right. The exchange life is the life you were made for. Amen. And if you want to know how to live that life, if you want to know how to be a new creation, how to, how, to, how to live the way God has called you to live now that you're in a new life, you have to give yourself up. You have to let go of the things you're holding on to. You have to let go of improving. My friends, we spend so much time focused on trying to be better people. We spend so much time on, on, on trying to be the person we want to be when we don't even understand who we already are. And if we understood who we already are, we would know there's no need for improvement. Our life does not have to be focused on ourselves, but it can be focused on Christ and others, and we can live the life he's called us to live. Let me show you what it says in Ephesians chapter 4. Paul says, since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and throw off your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Pastor Rod talked about this last week, that we have been freed from the power of sin. And because of that, we can throw off all these old things that used to hinder us. We can, we can do away with all the things that used to hold us down. We can do away 
with our lusts and our flesh and our addictions. The sin that entangles us no longer has any power over us. So Paul says, throw it off. That's not who you are anymore. That's not who you are anymore. He says, throw it off. Christ has freed you to throw it off. And then he goes on. And he says, instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. You want to know how to live the new life, the exchanged life? It starts with getting on your knees and asking the Holy Spirit to show you. Pray and ask him to show you what it means to be a new creation. Because in the beginning, we have no idea. Ask him to show you. Ask him what it means. He will do it. Because it's in the heart of God to answer that prayer for you. He goes on and he says, put on your new nature, which is to say, be the new creation. Be who you really are. Paul says you were created to be like God, truly righteous and truly holy. Man, what? <laughs> You're telling me if, if, if I put on this new nature, I can be made holy? I can be made righteous? I no longer have to deal with all of this sin that, that trips me up? No, Paul says put on your new nature. Let the Spirit lead you. Let the Spirit guide you. Let the Spirit change you. Let him make you to look like Jesus. My friends, we can be like Jesus. We can do it like he did because of him. Because I have been crucified with Christ. And it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Because I am united with Christ and Christ is united with me. I am the branch. He is the vine. Jesus is everything that is good about me. And I will no longer sell myself short. I will no longer look to myself. I will no longer rely on my own strength, on my own peace, on my own understanding. But I will abide in Jesus. I will look to him and I will find love and I will find grace and I will find acceptance. And I will come to understand who I really am. And I will know without a shadow of a doubt that I have been made new. And it's all because of him. It's all because of Jesus. It's all because of Jesus. Paul goes on to say in ending out the verses that, that we read. He says, stop being a slave to sin. You don't have to do that anymore. That's not who you are anymore. Don't waste your life on the desires of your flesh. He says, instead, instead, give yourselves completely to God. He says, surrender to God because he has wonderful and beautiful plans for you. Later on, I think it's in Ephesians, Paul says that, that we are God's masterpiece. And we have been created new in Christ Jesus for the good works that he has planned out for us. We want to we do those good works. We want to live that new life. It starts with surrender. We can't get to the transformation without surrender. He says that you are his masterpiece. Man, who is the painting to tell the painter where to put the brush? Who are we? Not to give everything we have to the one who created us, the one who loves us more than we could ever imagine. Man, be transformed. Be renewed in your mind, in your heart, in your soul. 
My friends, we can do it. We can be like Christ. And it's not on us, thank Jesus. But it's on Him. And and I believe there are some of us in this room and He's just dying, dying to transform us. But we got to let go of the things that we're holding on to. The transformed life, the exchanged life, is the life that you and I were created for. I, um, I have some, some C.S. Lewis for you, if that's cool. Because I think he just says so beautifully uh, all the stuff that we've been talking about. He says, give up yourself and you will find your real self. Lose your life and you will save it. Submit to death, death of your ambitions and favorite wishes every day, and death of your whole body in the end. Submit with every fiber of your being, and you will find eternal life. Keep back nothing. Nothing that you have not given away will be really yours. Nothing in you that has not died will ever be raised from the dead. And please listen to these last two sentences. These have been words that I've been able to return to time and time again in my life when I had questions, when I was lost. And I don't know, us as humans, man, we have so many questions in so many different phases of our life where we ask, like, who are we? What am I supposed to do? What is my purpose? And in those moments, I've always been able to return to these two sentences. He says, look for yourself and you will find in the long run only hatred, loneliness, despair, rage, ruin, and decay. But look for Christ. Look for Christ and you will find him. And with him, everything else thrown in. I don't know where you are today. I don't know what's going on in your life. I don't know if you're struggling or you're hurting. I don't know if you're as happy as you've ever been. I don't know if you've been a Christian for a really long time, if you're new to it, or you think I'm insane up here. (laughs) But no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, no matter what questions you have, Jesus is the answer to all of them. And that's not Christian jargon. That's the truth. He's been the answer to every question I've ever had in my life. So seek him and you will find him. And as you find him, he'll throw everything else in. My message is is, is titled, Now and Forever. And I titled it that because it seems to me as Christians, it's, it's as if we're waiting for eternity to really start partying. It's, it's, as, it's as if we're waiting for eternity to, to really be who we were created to be. But I want you to know that that life is available to you right now. That the party's already started. That this life is available to you right now and you get to live it forever. My friends, let's not wait till forever to really live. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your love and I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your goodness and your kindness. God, I thank you for your hand in all of our lives. Thank you for bringing us here this evening. God, I pray that you are glorified. God, I I ask for anybody in this room right now who doesn't know you, 
who has never experienced what it means to be exchanged, to be made new. God, I ask that you give them the grace and you give them the strength to come to know who you are. If that is you in this room tonight, please come grab me or Pastor Greg, and we would love to talk to you more about that. God, I pray for everybody else in this room who knows you, who calls you Lord, but is struggling with what it means to be made brand new. God, I ask that through your spirit, you would teach us how to be like Jesus, that you would teach us how to live this new life, this exchanged life, that God, you would be glorified in us every day, every moment of every day. Father, may we bring you glory. God, I ask that you teach us. I ask that we leave this place knowing without a shadow of a doubt that we have been made brand new. Not simply improved, God, but we have become a new creation because of Jesus. God, I love you so much. Thank you so much for this night. And I thank you for all that you're going to do through it. And we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. We pray you allow this message to transform you to take what you learned and share the love of Jesus to those around you. You can stay informed and connected by following Discovery Point Church on all social media platforms. Thank you and God bless you.
Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. We pray you allow this message to transform you to take what you learned and share the love of Jesus to those around you. You can stay informed and connected by following Discovery Point Church on all social media platforms. Thank you and God bless you.